Good morning, and thank you for listening to the Walking by Faith podcast with Rev. Mark Hawks of Crossroads Ministries. Listeners may follow Crossroads Ministries on social media and visit our website, crossroadsministries.webador.com, for our monthly devotionals, platforms, and more. This is the Walking by Faith podcast, and this is Mark Hawks. I want to thank you for being with us here again today and joining us. I want to continue in the book of Acts. I want to begin in the 18th chapter of the book of Acts, verse 1. Let me read, And after these things Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth. So the Apostle Paul, still on his second missionary journey, comes into the great city of Corinth. This uh, Corinth is the sin city of the Roman Empire. It is a corrupt city. So verse 2, we read, And found, as the Apostle Paul comes into Corinth, he finds a certain Jew by the name of Aquila and Priscilla, a husband and wife. And if we continue reading in verse 2, the last few lines, it says, Because that Claudius had commanded all Jews to depart from Rome and came unto them. Now from a historical standpoint, the reason why Aquila and Priscilla are where they are it's because that from a Roman, from a historical perspective, the Roman emperor around 51-52, Claudius, had ordered all Jews to be expelled from Rome. That's why Aquila and Priscilla are where they are. And they run into the Apostle Paul as Paul comes into Corinth. You think that's by accident? You think it's a coincidence? I don't think so. <clears throat> I believe it to be the providence of God. You know, many times in our lives, the providence and the will of God work when we're not even aware of it. So in verse 3, and because he was of the same craft, he abode with them. They had something in common. What did they have in common? For by their occupation, verse 3 says, they were tent makers. Now, they, they had a skill. They had a craft. The Apostle Paul worked with his hands. In those days, individuals could make leather tents for the Roman government, which gave them, supplied them to the Roman soldiers. They had to have tents that were made of leather. The Apostle Paul and Aquila and Priscilla were skilled that they had a craft that they could do. And that's what they did. They were tent makers by occupation. So verse 4, And he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded the Jews and the Greeks and when Silas and Timothy, called up with the Apostle Paul, were come from Macedonia, and Paul was pressed in the Spirit. Paul was pressed in the Spirit. And it says in verse 4 that he persuaded the Jews and the Greeks. You know, there used to be a song out years ago, Almost Persuaded. And when Silas and Timothy were come from Macedonia, Paul was pressed in the Spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus was Christ. So he gives them the same message that he's been doing for the last previous chapters throughout his entire life. He shares and preaches the gospel of Christ to them. Now, verse 6. Now, something happens here that's never happened before. I don't want to say, well, I would say that I've, I've had it. I mean, if I had a bunch of people who were just trying to kill me all the time and trying to disrupt everything that I did, I would. it would be hard with me for me to contend with it. The Jews caused bodily harm to the Apostle Paul many times. You know, he said in the book of Galatians, chapter 6, Chapter 6, verse 17, he said, Let no man trouble me. I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 24, the apostle Paul talks about his sufferings, and he lays out the things that he has encountered and the things that he has suffered for the Lord. He says, Of the Jews, five times received I forty stripes, save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods. Once was I stoned. Could you imagine being stoned to death? Well, that's a savage way to die. Once was I stoned, thrice was I shipwrecked, and a night and day I have been in the deep. So these people had opposed him in every way that he turned. And in verse 6, 
he shook his raiment and he said unto them, this is the first time he ever says this to them, your blood be upon your own heads, I am clean, from henceforth I will go unto the Gentiles. You've judged yourselves unworthy of eternal life, therefore I turn to the Gentiles. It looks to me like he just he just had it. That, that's my words. I'm not saying that's what he's saying, but it come to a breaking point. In Proverbs chapter 29, there is I think there's a limit. I think there's a place where people can get to where that they they go past the point of no return. I think the Bible bears that out. In Proverbs chapter 29, he says, He that being often reproved and hardened his neck, hardens his neck, he that is being often reproved and harden, hardens his neck, shall suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. So in verse 7, he continues, And he departed thence, and entered into a certain man's house named Justice, one that worshipped God, whose house was joined hard to the synagogue. And verse 8, And Cyprus, the chief ruler of the synagogue believed on the Lord with all his house, and many of the uh, many of the Corinthians hearing believed and were baptized. Verse nine, and the Lord Jesus Christ speaks to the apostle Paul and gives him words of encouragement. Then spoke the Lord to Paul in the night by a vision, and he says, "Be not afraid, but speak, but hold not thy peace." What is the word from the Lord? The Lord Jesus says to the apostle Paul. Hold not thy peace. There was a very popular song that I've always loved. I used to sing it in my church when I was a when I was a young man growing up. I'm working on a building. I'm working on a building for my Lord, for my Lord. That's what the Apostle Paul was doing. The song goes, if I was a sinner, I'd tell you what I'd do. I'd quit my sinning and I'd work on the building too. I'm working on a building. I'm working on a building. It's a Holy Ghost building for my Lord, for my Lord. And he goes on and it says, if I were a drunkard, I tell you what I'd do. I'd quit my drinking and I'd work on the building too. It's a Holy Ghost building for my Lord, for my Lord. If I were a preacher, I'd tell you what I'd do. I'd keep on preaching and I'd work on the building too. It's a Holy Ghost building for my Lord, for my Lord. So the Lord Jesus says to the Apostle Paul in this vision by night, hold not thy peace. And in verse 10 he says, for I am with you and no man shall bring harm upon you. And he says to him, I have many people in the city. The Apostle Paul said in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, or verse 11, let me begin in verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, and against powers, and against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Verse 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You know, one place it says in the Bible, how beautiful are the feet of them that bring good tidings. I don't know how pretty my feet are, but I enjoy bringing good tidings. And have your feet shod, have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In verse 16, and above all, taking the shield of faith, that you may be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Verse 17, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So the Lord Jesus Christ says to him, Hold not thy peace. Don't shut up. Keep on keeping on. Keep on working on the building. And the Lord Jesus says to him in verse 10, No man's going to hurt you. No man's going to harm you. For I have much people in this city. Sometimes we get a complex. We begin to believe that we're the only ones. Ah, we're the only ones. I'm the only one left. In Romans chapter 11, verse 4, the apostle Paul talks about Elijah. And Elijah began to feel sorry for himself after he had a great victory on Mount Carmel. How in the world can you have a great victory and then be scared to death and run? How can you be on top of the mountain one day and the mountain's on top of you? Because life is uncertain. 
my grandfather, he always he always quoted that scripture from the book of James. He said, if the Lord will, if the Lord will, we, knew, we do not know what tomorrow may bring. If the Lord will. So Elijah had a great victory upon Mount Carmel. The fire fell down from heaven. And the people fell on their face and they said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. And Elijah had all the 450 prophets of Baal, Ahab and Jezebel, the false prophets that they had. He had them all killed. Great victory upon Mount Carmel. The Lord, he is God. The fire fell down from heaven. Yeah, my point is that the Lord Jesus said to him, Paul, I have much people in the city. But sometimes we get the Elijah complex. We begin to feel like the, we're the only ones. I'm the only one. I'm the only preacher. I'm the only Christian. I'm the only one. Boo-hoo. We start having a little bit of a pity party for ourselves. A little bit of an Elijah complex. After the great victory up on Mount Carmel. Here he is running. Jezebel, she just doubled down. Didn't scare her a bit. She was mad. She was mad. In 1 Kings chapter 19, and Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. We lost. We lost. What do you mean we lost? We lost. Fire down, came down from heaven and devoured his altar, his sacrifice. And he's killed all our prophets. And Jezebel, and Ahab told Jezebel, I bet, Abel, I bet Ahab didn't want to tell Jezebel that because Jezebel in her world, failure was not an option. She was an overachiever. She was sold out to the devil. She was a wicked vile woman. Ahab and Jezebel were wicked. And when Jezebel heard that what had happened on Mount Carmel, she doubled down and she said, here's what she said when she heard about this. Verse 2, and Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah saying, let me just put it in my words. If it's the last thing I do, I'm going to kill you. If it's the last thing I do on this earth, Jezebel said, send this message to Elijah. If it's the last thing I do, I'm going to see you dead. Romans chapter 11 verse 4, the apostle Paul wrote about this. He said, Elijah said, they have killed thy prophets and digged down thy altars. I am left alone and they seek my life. Lord have mercy, Jezebel's going to kill me. How could you be so strong, so courageous? How could you have such a great victory? How could you reach the top of heaven and walk that close to God and see that miracle of God and yet be that full of fear and run? How? <laughs> One word from Jezebel, I'm going to kill you. If it's the last thing I do, I'm going to kill you. Well, God will deal with her in his own good time. He sits underneath that tree, and he has a pity party, and he begins to feel sorry for himself. He said, I'm the only one left. Romans chapter 11, verse 4, And God said, I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed their knee to Baal. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell, tell the whole world. I'm going to tell the world right here and right now. There are ministers, and there are preachers, and there are Christians, and there are churches who will not bend, they will not bow, and they will not burn. With the boldness of the Spirit of God, we're going to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. So the Apostle Paul is told by the Lord Jesus, You're not alone. You're not the only one. I have 7,000 who will not bow their knee. And the Lord Jesus says to the Apostle Paul, I have much people in this city. In verse 11, And he continued there a year and six months, teaching the Word of God among them. So I want to close and end there. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I do appreciate it. May the Lord richly bless you. And to the next podcast, in Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for listening to the Walking by Faith podcast with Reverend Mark Hawks of Crossroads Ministries. Podcasts air every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Listeners may follow Crossroads Ministries on Facebook for all the latest updates. And if you would like to partner with Crossroads Ministries and Walking by Faith, consider donating through our Anchor or Spotify platforms. If you have a prayer request, you may message us via the Facebook Messenger app and all requests are kept private. Because we walk by faith, not by sight, we hope that this message has touched your hearts and your homes this Sunday.